activists. Once I have a full party with 12 year olds, Miss Michigan's political views trump her already won crown, and college students learn how dense they are. Then AOC refuses to condemn Antifa attacks. I'm Aaron Bronson, and this is the Aaron Bronson Show. Back everybody. Hope you're having a great Monday. Too much happened over the weekend to cover it all, but I'm going to go ahead and try to get around to the most top stories, and then we'll go over some of the stories that were a little bit more brief that you may have missed. Let's go ahead and start off with the LGBT activist. Let's have a pool party with 12 year olds. So over the weekend, uh, LGBT activist, formerly known as Jonathan Yaniv, is now a transgender lesbian. Known as Jessica Yaniv, she is a uh, journalist with Nerd, some some website named Nerd Now or something like that. Uh, but I guess if you guys don't remember, she actually was in the news a little while ago because she actually went into a um, into like a salon to try to get a bikini wax, and uh, because they wouldn't wax her down there and refused to. And she called everybody, you know, uh, transphobia, bigots, all this other stuff, and said that pretty much they don't have the right to choose who they serve as long as they serve her and ever, and anybody else that they, or you know, the LGBT community wants them to serve. Not only that, but I mean, if you really think about it, you know, they the LGBT community, they really want to push their own agenda as in saying, you know, you need to serve us. You don't have the right to not serve us, this and that. And then whenever Maxine Water goes out and says things like, you know, uh, Trump supporters and people that are conservative need to be stopped. They shouldn't be allowed to get gas at the gas station. They shouldn't be allowed to shop anywhere. They shouldn't be allowed to eat. If you see them, then you need to do everything that you can to push them out, stuff like that. So really, it's, it's just like, you know, as long as you are in um, their realm of understanding as long as you support what they support then they're all for you they want to help you out and the funny thing is it doesn't even matter if um, you know you're an LGBT member that doesn't agree with them you know they they talk about equality but really when it comes down to the bare fabric um, they they want to be protected and they actually want to be a higher class than anybody else they want to make sure that they are the highest class um, of anybody else so that they get the best treatment uh, than anybody else just because they're so demonized and they're so marginalized, which is com- is completely untrue. Now, I'm not speaking for everybody. Obviously, there are some, you know, um, you know, attacks on them and everything. And that's, you know, obviously I don't condone that. But at the same time, like if they really want things to be equal, then that's really what they should, they should practice what they preach. They shouldn't just say it and then have nothing to do with it afterwards. It's actually extremely, extremely irritating. I mean, it's whenever, um, oh, if, uh, Sarah Sanders, when she was at the red hen and she got heckled out of there, or whenever Tommy Lauren got thrown water in her face, you know, you see, you barely hear about that. Obviously Fox news and stuff, they, they show that, but you know, for the most part, the mainstream media, they, they really suppress those stories and they don't really say anything about it because they don't want you to see that. Uh, whenever something about an LGBTQIA2+, whatever, remember, that happens, something happens to them, then it's all over the news. And it's a huge civil right or a huge human rights uh, uh, offense. And it's transphobic. It's homophobic. It's 
um, xenophobic, it's whatever phobic that they can conjure up. And, uh, and, and really that's what we're looking at. We're not really looking at anybody that wants to be accepted. They want to be more than accepted. So anyways, uh, just Kianiv, uh, apparently, um, is inviting a bunch of 12 year old girls to come to a pool party that she is hosting. So Excuse me, but I'm going to be going and reading a few of these. Okay, so here it is. The Youth All Body Swim for LGBTQ2 plus youth and their allies. Okay, so this is the flyer for this. Join us for the first first Langley Youth Youth All Body Swim at Al Anderson Memorial Pool about the event. Okay, so registration is open for youth ages 12 to 24. Um, it's a free event. Uh, get this. This is, this is ridiculous for, for participation, privacy and safety. Parents and or caregivers are not permitted for the event. What the heck? This is ridiculous. You can't, you can't have a pool party with a bunch of people you don't know. And you're telling, you're telling me a 12 year old is going to go to a pool party without their parents. And a bunch of LGBTQIA plus predators hanging out. Uh, this it's ridiculous. Uh, you just Jessica Yenev uh, tweets out, and I'll pre I'll be presenting on how we need an LGBTQ two plus all body swim for ages twelve and plus. See you there, uh, because I am requesting that we have an all body swim here with allowance for people age twelve and over. To go topless if they wish, as it's allowed in the law. So she's not only does she want people to come to this pool party of hers, but she's also promoting that they come and you know they be topless. So let's break this down real quickly. Born a man, obviously has male-like tendencies, decides to transition to a woman, but is a lesbian, so still tr still attracted to women. And then wants a bunch of 12-year-olds to come to their pool party and swim around topless. Which I'm sure, obviously, it's LGBT-inclusive, so it be boys and girls. So not only is he just some nasty pervert, he's obviously a pedophile. Obviously. If you... You do not ask to have a pool party with a bunch of 12-year-olds. And mind you, it's 12 to 24. So 12 is the lowest age all the way up to 24. So you're talking 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, a bunch of these little kids, teenagers even, to come to this pool party and swim around topless. Oh, man, it's just, that's disgusting. It's disgusting. I can't even fathom how this is okay. I can't even understand how the mainstream media, how any of the media actually has not completely attacked this. It's disgusting. It's revolting. It's just ridiculous. Oh, uh, man. She goes on to say she's one proud lesbian. I'll never give up, give up, give up fighting for human rights equality. It's It's... It's disgusting. It's appalling. I can't believe that this is even something that we even have to talk about nowadays. I hope, I I truly, truly hope the parents of these people, whether they actually believe that their kids are in the LGBT community or not, um, have some sort of sense and do not let their children go there 
um, unaccompanied. It's disgusting. It's ridiculous. And it's sad to say, actually, kind of going on a tangent here, but it's sad to say most parents probably would would allow them because most parents nowadays, they don't really look at the flyers or anything. They're busy on their phones. They're busy, you know, watching their YouTube videos or YouTube. They're, they're busy watching TV. They're busy doing all these other things, busy playing their games, all this other stuff. And, and uh, I'm not saying every single parent, obviously, um, but when you are a parent that um, it, the, your kid's two years old or a year old, and just because they play with a Barbie, they you know they say, um, oh well, you know my 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 uh, my son, he's feminist. He has feministic characteristics because he's playing with a Barbie. So really, we need to indulge that because that's not our choice; it's his choice. Honestly, that really, I think personally, that is. That's child abuse right there. You, that's just ridiculous. People change, people change their minds all the time, especially when you're a child. When you're a child, what do you think that they want? They don't care about anything. They want to play with any toy that they can see, and then they want to sleep and eat. That's it. That's all they want to do. It actually sounds a lot like men in general, but the point is, I really, really hope that nobody is dumb enough to allow their 12-year-old son or daughter all the way up to even 18, attend this unaccompanied. I'm really waiting for the stories to come out after this. We'll see what happens. I'll try to keep you guys updated on it and see if I can't follow it the best that I can. Um, But even then, I mean, so she is, I believe she's Canadian. um, But this whole thing, to go back to the the Brazilian wax thing, uh, that was was in Canada. Uh, So that that happened in Canada. And so now she, the lady that was in charge of the owner of that business is now having to shut down her business because of all the flack that she's been getting from the mate, from the media and from this, uh, LGBT activist. And it's just, it's, it's mind blowing. It's really mind blowing. I can't believe that things have actually gotten to this point. Cause again, like I said, has nothing to do with them being, um, accepted, it has to them be. It has to do with them being accepted and protected. Because think about it: if a woman, if a normal just just hetero woman walked in there, said, "Hey, you know, I want this done," whatever the case may be, and they refused it for some for some reason, and she tried, you know, uh, protesting and complaining and all this stuff, I guarantee you would not catch as much attention as this lady or guy or whatever you want to call it is 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 um is getting for this and again it has nothing it's sad because you know if you're in the lgbt community and you oppose the views of the majority of them or you oppose the views that are supposed to be lgbt inclusive or you oppose what they think you should be thinking, then you're going to be ousted and marginalized just like anybody else. I mean, take Dave Rubin, for example. He's a more of, he's kind of a libertarian talk show host, but he's also gay. And there's a lot of people that are coming against him as well, just only because they don't agree with him. It's sad. A lot of these people, they don't care about statistics. They don't care about facts. All they really care about is their feelings. If they, if they feel bad about something, that they're going to come after you. If you make them feel bad, they're going to come after you. If something makes them feel bad, then they're going to oppose it, which I, I can understand to a point as in, um, you know, having things be offended, offensive towards you. But with them, every single little thing 
is offensive. Every single thing is offensive. So we need to figure out where to draw the line between, you know, between something actually being offensive or something just hurting your feelings and you just can't get over it. That's that's one huge thing that I just don't really understand. Like nowadays, people just can't get over things. You just can't get they, – they just can't get over it. Why not? Get over your freaking – get over yourself. Really, I think that's what most of these people need to be told. Slapped in the face and told, get over yourself. Come on. You need to be snapped back into reality. All right, so um, next story, Miss Michigan. Uh, she was a 20-year-old – she's a 20-year-old conservative activist, um, and she is a prominent Trump supporter. Her name is Kathy Zhu. I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, anyway, she was recently stripped of her Miss Michigan crown uh, from the Miss World America organization. And the reason for this is because she had some um, apparently, quote, you know, insensitive social media posts. <laughs> exactly what I had just said. People need to get over themselves and they need to come back to reality. Insensitive. Okay. Um, and also this. This is crazy. In 2018, there was an event at her college um, at the University of Central Florida. And she refused to try on a hijab. And so that was also sparked a lot of controversy. And so anyways, let's see here. Uh, Zhu is actually a Chinese immigrant, and she moved here when she was five. And so again, uh, what we were just talking about, if you do not agree with them, as in I'm talking now the leftist, the liberal type of mindset, uh, which also includes the LGBT community. She, This girl right here, Zhu, she is an immigrant, right? So you'd think that the left... Uh, agenda would actually be on her side. Nope. As long as you disagree with them, you will never be on their side. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how like you are on the left or like how like you are on the the liberal side. If you don't have those views, you will never be accepted. Never. So um, she became a Trump supporter and she was big in conservative circles uh, during the election in 2016. And then uh, this happened in her university. She was refusing to try on a hijab. And the, the event allegedly helped get the conservative stripped of her beauty pageant accomplishments. So um, whatever event that it is, it doesn't specifically say. Um, they actually went so far as to get a hold of the Miss America World Organization and try to get... Um, zoo um, stripped of her her accomplishments of the beauty pageant she was actually named um, indiana and michigan 2019 a finalist earlier in the week um, bef before moving on to miss teen world america so it's just it's just ridiculous i do not understand this it's extremely infuriating how how can something like this even be okay how can something like this continue so far as to get somebody stripped of something that they've already accomplished just because some people's feelings were hurt and apparently uh this this uh lady or whoever it was that was trying to get her to wear the um the hijab she was actually forcing it on her. It was, she was forcing it on Zoo. She was like physically trying to put it on her. And Zoo just said that, she, no, I don't want this. I don't want to put it on. And they said how is she's so Islamophobic. 
and that um, she's insensitive and she's racist because of this. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. I swear, if somebody tried to put a job on me, or my wife at least, I'd do the same thing. There's no stinking way that would be happening. No way. And that doesn't make me Islamophobic. That doesn't make me a racist. That doesn't make me xenophobic. That doesn't make me anything except for concern for my wife. That's all that makes it. Or at least standing up for my own values. I have no problem with uh, uh, Muslims. I have no problem with them. You know, I don't agree with their ideals. I don't agree with their values. I don't agree with a lot of their stuff, their ideology. Uh, but this is a free country. If you want to walk around with a hijab on, I guess go right ahead. But at the same time, you should not be able to be trying to physically force one onto somebody else. I mean, imagine if somebody was walking around trying to put a uh, Make America Great Again, a MAGA hat on somebody. Are you kidding me? Especially if they were uh, Muslim. Imagine that. Imagine imagine uh, Zhu walking up to a Muslim and trying to shove a MAGA hat on top of their head and making them wear it. And then whenever they don't wear it, she calls them uh, xenophobic because Zhu's an immigrant. And they call her um, racist and all this other stuff. Imagine, imagine that. It would not go over well. Because obviously the media only sides with one group of people. So anyways, uh, Miss America's, um, their state, national, and chief director accused Zhu of being racist, Islamophobic, and insensitive. Zhu wrote in a post via Twitter. Um, so obviously she also said, they showed me on my Miss Michigan title due to my refusal to try on a hijab in 2018. I tweet about black-on-black -black gun violence and an insensitive uh, statistical tweets. That's another thing I think is funny. <laughs> is uh, Statistics have nothing to do with feelings. Statistics only have to do with facts. And the way things that are happening now is that the mainstream media try to flip feelings for facts. That's what they want to do. They want to trump feelings over facts. And that's a horrible way. It's a horrible way, for, number one, for journalism, and number two, uh, to portray news to the nation or even to the world. You shouldn't be doing it like that. There's no way that that's okay. It's, it's, it's horrible. So anyways, um, Zoo, actually, this is what she said about the black-on-black -black violence. Did you know... The majority of black deaths are caused by other blacks. Fix problems within your own community first before blaming others, which I completely, I completely agree with. Um, she also wrote, how is that racist? It's statistics. Didn't know statistics were racist. And again, just like what I had just said, they're trying to trump feelings over statistics. Statistics are hurting people's feelings because people cannot inwardly look at themselves or their communities and say, you know what, this is wrong, I am wrong, I need to fix this, I need to do something to fix this. That's really what the problem is. People are so proud nowadays, they can't even look at themselves or their neighbors or their community and decide that they need to do something to fix themselves. The only thing that they can do is they always look outward and they tell other people that they need to fix themselves. 
That's that's the only thing that's happening. They're telling other people they need to fix themselves. They're looking at everybody else saying how everything else is wrong with, with America. Everything else is wrong with other communities. Everything else is wrong with other people's ideologies, with everybody's belief system, except for their own. They can never look at themselves. So Zhu writes, uh, I'm completely hurt over this, but I hope you find a better candidate that will advocate your brainless ideals like world peace. <laughs> that's funny. The uh, Jack actually is a um the jack lori de jack is the state director of the miss america world michigan and uh her and zoo have actually been going back and forth for a little bit the jack says uh, that's not a statistic it's a comment with no statistics to back it up zoo wrote maybe you should read an education article on the statistics of blacks killing other blacks zoo wrote i go to school for this so obviously Zoo knows at least a minimal amount of what she's talking about. Probably more, but she also responded um, through an email to uh, the organization pushing back on the apparent position of the conservatives' refuel, or refusal to wear a hijab. Uh, she says, what is insensitive is that women in the Middle East are getting stoned to death for refusing to obey their husband's orders to wear hijabs. A Muslim woman tried to forcibly put a hijab on my head without my permission. I tweeted about it on my social media, and I got the attention of the media. Almost everyone supportive, uh, supportive of me refusing to, put, to be put in that situation. She said that she's also suffered enough negative publicity. Yeah, that's... I mean, I support her. That's, again, that's ridiculous. And I think that's a good thing. And, and you know, it's good that she also says that she got um, how much support she got. Because, again, you won't ever hear about this. You'll only hear one side from from the, from the mainstream media. You won't hear the whole side. You won't hear that she got support for refusing. The only thing you're going to see is that uh, she's portrayed as a racist, Islamophobic, xenophobic person that doesn't want to have to do with anything about Muslims. That's, that's what they're going to portray. Uh, anyways... Zoo says, I will not be taking any legal action against the organization. They have suffered enough enough negative publicity, especially because they wanted to decrown me due to not wanting bad publicity publicity in the first place. When they go low, we go high, she added. That's and you know what that's that's the funny thing. Is that they the the Miss America World Organization, they didn't want any bad press from Zoo with her former tweets and her refusal to put on a hijab. But in the end, they want them getting bad publicity anyways because Zoo fought back, which is a good thing. That's really what everybody needs to do. If you are being silenced or anything like that from the left, really what you need to do is stand up and fight back. Because when you do, the, that's the best thing that we have on our side is truth. We have truth. And nothing can trump truth. The only thing that can trump truth, usually, at least from them, is uh, feelings. And a lot of the times... Most people are logical enough. After a little while, they're going to see, okay, you know what? These fe- these people's feelings don't mean a stinking thing. What are the statistics? What is the truth? And the thing is we have truth on our side. And that's really what we need to, um, that's really what we need to know and think about. We have truth on our side and that's how we can win. That, you know, and I'm not advocating to go out there and, you know, start a fight with every single person that you know or pick a fight with every single person that disagrees with you. But all I'm saying is in the long run, truth is going to prevail. So 
uh, here uh, again, speaking about truth, this is funny. Um, at Georgetown University, uh, there was um, a group called Campus Reform, and they went down to Georgetown University and they wanted to see how the students would respond to the crackdown on illegal immigrants, um, the criminal illegal immigrants at that. Uh, but instead of saying like all these things, like the announcement from Trump and what Trump has been saying and everything that's been going on for the last couple of years, what they did is they flipped it and they didn't tell these students this, but they used the statement that um, President Barack Obama back in 2014, uh, I should say the then President Obama back to the 2014 uh, was speaking about his administration's enforcement of the same policy. And so it's just funny to see a lot of these students, they're just completely dense. And, and, and to be honest, a lot of it is their fault. And a lot of it, you know, I'd say half and half, 50-50. Half of it's their fault because they don't do the research to figure out stuff for themselves, which is obviously bad enough. I guarantee you most of these people are the type of people that only read the headlines and then they don't read the full article and only because they know the headlines and the headlines are the most, um, you know, feeling based type of uh, headline. What they do is they hear these headlines, they, they, they see these headlines and then they think that they know what's going on when they're really in, in reality, they don't. So it's funny to, I'm going to go ahead and show you guys or let you guys listen to a clip of just these people responding to what, um, to what they think. So here's, here's the statement that Obama said, and this is the statement that these uh, students are responding to. But remember these students think that they probably think that this is what Trump said because they don't really know. So this is what Obama actually said. We are a nation of laws Undocumented workers broke our immigration laws, and I believe that they must be held accountable, especially to those who may be dangerous. That's why over the six past the past six years, deportations of criminals are up eighty percent, and that's why we're going to keep focusing on threats to our security. So that's what Obama said in two thousand and fourteen about this issue, and so what uh, what uh, campus reform did, like I said, is they went out. And they asked these students, like, hey, here's the statement. What do you think about it? And it's funny to hear their reactions because, again, they think that this is all uh, – they probably think that it's all uh, Trump. So here are some of the responses. Uh, I think that policy comes from a place of, like, white American nationalism. Donald Trump has kind of, like, embraced this rhetoric of, like, racism and xenophobia that is not be beneficial to our country at all. I don't think that – that quote really stands true. This administration has totally not done anything moral. This is really awful. Amnesty does not necessarily mean that we're losing border security. I think that Trump feels that way. I think that's a bad decision because, like, the United States should be open to, like, immigrants. Like, it's, uh, like, they call it land with the free for a reason. We just have to advocate for those kind of people. And people, like, in Congress, like Ocasio-Cortez, who is helping people, um, overcome these kinds of things. Crimes do not nullify your humanity and people are coming here in search of opportunity. So as you can see, it's kind of humorous, you know, uh, it's just, it's just ridiculous. One of the ladies says she thinks it comes from a white American nationalism that Trump has kind of embraced this rhetoric of racism and xenophobia. 
That's <laughs> so stupid. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious. Because again, they think it's Trump because they have, no, it, they just, they're not educated. And again, I think, like I said before, 50-50, some of it is their fault because they don't actually look into this stuff. And the other half, you know, they're in a university where the majority, the majority of professors are liberal or they're, or they are their left and they, and they promote their values and they promote their ideology and they promote what they believe. And there's even some, there's even some universities that have zero, I'm talking zero Republican or or right leaning professors at that university. Now, I don't know about Georgetown itself particularly, but I will say that I can almost guarantee you at least half of them lean to the left. And so again, 50, 50, they should be doing their own research, but at the same time, they're getting fed this bull crap. And it's she's just getting shoved down their throat. And so obviously, what else do you think that they're gonna they're gonna say? And and again, I think this is an agenda of the left. You know, number one, you know, this immigration thing. Of course, of course they want open borders. Of course they want uh, you know, these people to be legalized. Of course they, they're doing all this stuff. And it's all just political grandstanding. All they're doing is they're just standing out and trying to be the good people. They're just trying to be you know, the people of, or the, the party of the people, which of course is not true. Realistically, they should be focused on America first before any other country or illegal immigrants. But again, here, if you really, if you really think about it, what really what's going to happen is, uh, these people, the illegal immigrants and stuff, if, if they're allowed to be here legally, then for generations, for generations and for however long the, the first generation people that are here, illegal immigrants, of course, they're going to vote for 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 the uh, for the Democratic Party. Of course, and that's exactly what they want. Because to be honest, you know, I hate to give it to them, but obviously that is a very smart way to do this. <laughs> you know, you're getting these people in here, however many people that there are, so stinking many. And of course, the first gener- generation people, as long as they're in the United States, which could be years and years, and could be decades, they're going to be voting. For Democrats, you know, not to mention their children and their grandchildren. And if they keep telling them the story of how, oh, yeah, we were allowed in here, this and that, but really not looking at the detrimental effect that actually has on American citizens. But that's one thing. And the other thing, obviously, is that uh, universities and colleges are, you know, I personally believe that they're hiring more um, professors that are left leaning. Why? So that they can teach. They could teach these. They could teach these um, these college students and these people coming straight out of high school, really ones that don't have any type of political standing yet. And what they're doing is they're trying to persuade them onto something that is going to, you know, they're going to be able to stand up for the rest of their life, and that's what they're going to be. Uh, you know, they're going to learn stuff in college because I, I, you know, personally, I think, you know, in high school, you're just trying to get through high school. Once you get to college, for the most part, some people just try to get through college, but for the most part, in college. You're sitting there and you're like, okay, I really want to pay attention. This is something I'm interested in. You know, this is going to be part of my life. And then they're just getting fed all of this crap that um, that they're gonna that they're gonna retain though, and they're gonna use that throughout their life, which is unfortunate. So you know, just you know, just like some of these people that are re- replying to him and what they're saying, um, it's just it's just ridiculous. You know, amnesty does not necessarily mean we're losing border security. I think Trump feels that way. Okay, it's that's so it's so out there, you know, but um, 
uh, what was the other one? A female student cite, cited uh, AOC as an example of the kind of political leader we should look to for promoting immigrants' rights. Crimes do not nullify your humanity, and people are coming here in search of opportunity. Okay, I understand that. I understand people want to come here for opportunity. Of course, that makes sense. But I think the funniest thing is, uh, you know, at the end, I didn't, I didn't put this in here, but um, after announcing the Trump policy is coming from a place of white American nationalism and yet another example of the, of the rhetoric of racism and xenophobia, the students were surprised, of course, to learn that the defense of enforcing immigration laws actually came from Obama. You know, and so um, one student even admits it. She he or she says uh, it just shows the hypocrisy in politics. Another one says it's quite surprising, and that she thought it was the Trump administration that said something like that. I didn't expect it to be a Obama. I don't know a ton about Obama's deportation policies, but I imagine that they were a lot more humane than the one that's currently going on. So even even when they're told that this Obama, this was Obama, they're still trying to defend. Oh well, you know this one's—it's got to be way, way, way more humane. Are you kidding me? You, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was that uh, picture going around a little while ago, and they were saying, "Oh look, these are the detention camps from President Trump." Blah blah blah, and it's got—it's got the uh, these all these kids like in or these adults as well, but you know they're using the space blankets or whatever, they're sleeping on the floor and all this other stuff. And then obviously, of course, come to find out that those pictures are actually from the Obama era. What did I say before? Truth will trump all. Eventually, that's what will happen. So hopefully, if you are a college student and you're listening to this, first of all, thank you. But also, you know, you need to be out there. You need to be, you need to be telling the truth. You know, because your fellow classmates are not getting it from their professors. I can guarantee you that. So... And then speaking of Casio Cortez, of course, uh, I don't. Over the weekend, there was another attack on an ICE facility, and this time it was in Tacoma, Washington. And uh, they also said in their this guy, I guess he was part of Antifa, and he actually said he was. He was armed with a rifle and incendiary devices that he was tossing at the de- detention center. Um, he said that he uh, repeatedly called the facilities concentration camps and a manifesto because of AOC and what she was saying. And so, you know, AOC obviously doesn't know what the heck she's talking about, calling them detention camps, concentration camps. Well, yeah, you know, the concentration camps, this is completely ridiculous you can't you cannot be calling these things concentration camps i mean does she have no knowledge at all of world war ii does she have no idea at all none she's so dense she's probably she's got to be the dumbest congresswoman we've ever had the only reason she's in the news so much is because she's so stinking stupid and all this ridiculousness that she spouts out of her freaking mouth and the bad thing is the the media comes to her defense and they try flipping everything that she says and they try to twist it into a way that makes it sound right or makes it sound true, which is obviously wrong. It's just, it's actually kind of humorous. And again, truth will trump it eventually. So anyways, um, the blaze, or I'm sorry, the rebel, the rebel, um, 
went to go see AOC and ask her about whether she would condemn the attack. If she would just condemn it. And just like Rashida Tlaib with the with the other attack on an ICE detention facility, the one where the uh, where the man was shot and killed, this one the guy wasn't. I, I do not think that this man was shot and killed. Uh, but anyways, this is you know just like Rashida Tlaib, of course, um, AOC refuses refuses to condemn. The attack and refuses to condemn Antifa, which can Antifa needs to hurry up and be uh, categorized as a domestic terrorism group. It's ridiculous. After the attack on any NGO, after all the attacks on free speech against all of these conservative speakers at campuses, after the these two attacks on the detention facilities, and how how are these people not? How are they not condemning them? I don't understand. I have no idea why. I cannot understand. It is impossible to fathom. Anyways, here is a quick clip of um, the Blaze Report. Or oh gosh, dang it! I'm sorry. Of the Rebel Reporter, uh, the real Keenan is what is uh, at the real Keenan asking AOC and her refusing to condemn or answer the questions. Here it is. Will you condemn Antifa for the attack in Washington? It's easy to condemn a terrorist attack. Will you be condemning Antifa? They firebombed an American facility. Will you condemn them? Will you be condemning them? Do you feel like you have some responsibility in the attack with your rhetoric about concentration camps? Are you responsible? Do you feel ashamed? All right, so you saw that, and that's that's pretty much all I've got for that. So I'm just going to go over a few other things really quickly, really briefly, just maybe some of the smaller things that you may have missed. We'll see what some are. So, okay. So here's one. And this one is, all right, so here's the next story real quick. We're just going to go over a few. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but New York Yankees legend uh, Mariano Rivero was inducted into the Hall of Fame. He was actually the first player who was ever unanimously chosen chosen to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. But, of course, um, because he is a Christian and a supporter of Israel, um, the Daily Beast ran a huge article attacking him. And what they write was this, quote, over the past three years, he's also served at the pleasure of a racist president taking party in a thinly veiled propaganda on behalf of the far right government in Israel and gotten chummy with outright bigots and um, apocalyptic loons. None of this will be inscribed on his Hall of Fame plaque. It should much if, however, of the sports world would very much like to pretend none of it exists. OK, first of all, I do not think and I do not believe that sports and politics should should be intertwined at all. Stupid Kaepernick. Oh my gosh, that guy. He, of course, is the one that started all of this. Oh my gosh. It's it oh that guy just infuriates me. But anyways, talking about Rivera here, so you know, I don't for like I said first, I I don't think sports and politics should be intertwined. And this is specifically the reason why. Just kind of how about Zoo, she has already done all of her accomplishments and then she was stripped of her title 
Why? Because of the views that she has. Same thing with Rivera here. And it's really sad to see. He's been, he was one of the greatest pitchers. One of the greatest pitchers, pitchers in the game. Inducted into the Hall of Fame. And he's being attacked. Why? Because he's a Christian and because he, uh, and he's, because he supports Israel? Who cares? Who cares what his beliefs are? You know, the nation should, you know, the nation doesn't care. The Daily Beast should not care. It's uh, Robert Silverman is the reporter from the Daily Beast that, uh, that says all this. It's, it's horrible. I just don't understand why, why anybody would care as much. He also says, but the vast majority of evangelical Christians also believe in a particular messianic biblical prophecy. Jews must rule the Holy Land before Christ can return. Whether Rivera ascribes to those beliefs is entirely unclear. His support for Israel and Israel Defense Forces, IDF, is a matter of is a matter of public record. He has traveled to Israel on multiple occasions, possibly in 2013. Why is it public? Who cares? Who cares if he goes to Israel and visits over there? Who cares? Why does it matter? It should not matter to anybody. And what about Silverman? You know, who cares? The only reason that Silverman cannot be attacked, I guarantee you, is because he's probably an atheist. You know, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm just speculating. You know, he hates Israel. You know, again, it's because his views are intertwined and they conform with the leftist ideology. That's why. Again, if you, if, you, if that's, if that's how you think, if there's, if that's you, then of course it doesn't matter. But if you think, if you're a Christian, if you like Israel, if you support Israel, um, if you have, honestly, just a moral compass, then you're going to be attacked for it. Uh, it's, it's disgusting, to say the least. All right, next story, real quick. Who is it? Let's see, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Julian Castro, and Bill de Blasio. They all um, added their preferred pronouns to their social media bios. Okay? <laughs> so, again, they're just pandering. That's, what all, that's all they're doing. They're just trying to get a few more votes. It's funny because the people that actually care about that are so... It's such a small percentage that it shouldn't even matter. But all they're doing is they're just pandering. They're just trying to get a few few more votes. It's just ridiculous. Let's see. Uh, Elizabeth Warren added um, she and hers. Julian Castro. He, him, and El. And Bill de Blasio. He and him. Uh, okay, so here I'm going to quote um, somebody from um, the NBC News. So here's what they had to say about it. Quote, on the surface, it's just two words. But the inclusion of hit, uh, she and hers on a front-runner candidate's social media profile is no small feat in the eyes of the LGBTQ advocates. Among the LGBTQ community and its allies, including pronouns and social media profiles, has become increasingly common practice in order to avoid misgendering and to indicate solidarity with transgender and non-binary people. Elizabeth is committed to running an inclusive campaign and wants every person to know that they are welcome in this movement. That's actually what a spokesperson, uh, Alexis Krieg, um, told NBC News. This is just, I think it's actually funny. I think it's hilarious. On the surface, it's just two words. But the inclusion of his or her, she or hers on a front-runner candidate's 
There's no small feat in the eyes of the LGBTQ advocates. Uh, yeah, it's a real small feat. And I guarantee you, Elizabeth probably didn't even do it herself. Someone just said that they came up with the idea, whoever runs her social media account, and just put it on there for her. <laughs> Warren probably doesn't even know it's on there right now. Neither does Julian or Bill de, Bill de Blasio. They probably don't even know it's there. <laughs> they probably don't even know it's there. Uh, but it's it's just ridiculous. It's a common... They're, you know, they're trying to... Uh, move away from misgendering, the common practice of misgendering, trying to indicate solidarity with transgender and non-binary people, okay, which is, again, the such a small amount of the, you know, the percentage of the population. It's just, they're, all they're doing is grandstanding. They're just pandering. That's all they're, they're doing. It's just sad because all they're trying to do is just be cool. That's it. They're just trying to be so cool. But, uh, yeah, I just thought that was pretty comical. Um, let's do go ahead and do one more, and then we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Um, one more I've got right here. It's funny. Uh, I guess that there was um, a video in 2016. She was a private citizen at the time, but she did to leave. Um, just went nuts. It was exploding at an economic speech. Um, back then, it was still candidate President Donald Trump. Um, but it's the the video resurfaced over the weekend. And, um, and it led to a bunch of mockery, uh, <laughs> to her, to, uh, to Rashida Tlaib. I guess that it happened on August 8th and, uh, Trump was talking about his economic policy at the Detroit Economic Club and, uh, Tlaib started screaming at everybody in the audience and stood up and started yelling, uh, you guys are crazy. And, uh, I guess <laughs> an audience member uh, yelled back at her, you're an animal, get a job. So that's actually, that's actually pretty funny. Um, and it's funny because Trump, all he did was he was just standing there. He was just calm. And he was just waiting for her to be removed before he continued with his speech. It's funny because, you know, if it weren't for this video, I guarantee you that, uh, Rashida would have been like, yeah, I was there and he was yelling at me. And he and he's Islamophobic, and that's why all this happened, this and that. But good thing again, like I said, is that they, you know, truth, our truth will always prevail, and uh, we have the video, which obviously good. Um, but I guess uh, Donald Trump Jr. had spoken about the video, and this is what he said on Twitter: "Quote, crooked calls us deplorables. Tlaib calls us crazy. In reality, we just love our country and want Amer uh, want every American, no matter their race, religion, or socioeconomic status." to have a safe and prosperous life and expect our leaders to put America first. It's simple. And that's completely true. As long as we put America first, things in, this United, in the United States of America, things in this nation are always going to look upward. But the thing is, we keep looking out past our borders and we're trying to help everybody else except for the United States. We're trying to help everybody else except for American citizens. And that's why the downfall is happening. Not only that, but also because the moral fabric of our nation is deteriorating, you know, with the LGBT community trying to become a protected class. And just because you don't agree with somebody, you're a bigot. Just because you don't agree with somebody, you are an idiot and nobody and, and you should be attacked for, for not for not um, agreeing with the leftist liberal ideals. That's really what's deteriorating this country. It's not Trump. It's not it's not anybody trying to talk trying to trying to better this nation. Actually trying to better this nation. All right. So that's all I got for you guys today. I uh, appreciate you guys listening in. 
Um, you guys can reach me at the Aaron Bronson show at gmail.com. And Aaron actually is a R O N. So the A R O N B R O N S O N show at gmail.com there and Bronson show gmail.com. Also I'm on Twitter at Aaron Bronson one. So you can also reach me there. You can listen to this podcast on just about every single platform. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, and I will see you guys on Wednesday. You guys are crazy. You're an animal. Get a job.